Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we will be studying Daf 16, Tet Zayn, in the first chapter of Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Matnitnin, ba'arbat rakim ha'olam nidun, be'pesach al ha'tvua, ba'atzeret al peirot ha'ilan, be'rosh Hashanah, kol bay olam uvrin lefanav kivnei maron, she'ne'emah, היוצר יחד ליבם המבין על כל מעשיהם ובחג דידון על המים. Our Mishnah states, On four occasions judgment is passed on the world, on Pesach, on produce, on Shavuot in regards to fruit, on Rosh Hashanah all creatures pass before him like children of Maron, as it says, He that fashioned the heart of them all considers all their deeds, and on Sukkot, Judgment is passed in regards to rain. The Gemara quotes previous teachings by Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Natan, saying that seemingly our Mishnah is in disagreement with all of them. Rabbi Meir said that all are judged on Rosh Hashanah and their doom sealed on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yehuda said that all things are judged on Rosh Hashanah but their dooms are sealed on the respective occasions that we also see in our Mishnah. Produce on Passover, fruit on Shavuot, mankind on Rosh Hashanah, and the doom is sealed on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yossi said that humans are judged every day, and Rabbi Natan said that humans are judged at every moment. Reading this, it becomes immediately obvious that Rabbi Yehuda seems to be closest to our Mishnah if we assume that prakim, occasions, mentioned in the Mishnah, refer to the moment when the doom is sealed. But this doesn't apply to the case of humanity, for here the verdict isn't sealed on Rosh Hashanah, but on Yom Kippur. Rabbeinu Nisin, the Ran, one of the later commentators on the Talmud, says that since Yom Kippur was chosen as the Day of Atonement, because on that day... God exonerated the people for the sin of the golden calf, and therefore he gave Rosh Hashanah nine days earlier in order to give humanity time to start a process of introspection and repentance. Now, with this Mishnah begins a discussion that connects New Year with the concept of judgment. And we see that the Mishnah is still mentioning judgment connected with the agricultural cycle. But as we will see, the Gemara almost immediately narrows in on one specific judgment alone, the moral judgment of human beings. Tafrista points out that if a king and someone of his people enter together, meaning enter together in order to be judged, Melech nichnas ladin, the king enters first to stand trial. Why is that? Maybe because it would be inappropriate to let a king wait outside. Or 
in order so the king should be judged before God, the judge, gets really angry. It sounds a little bit like the Gemara recommends here to throw the person who came with the king under the bus in order to get the king a lighter doom. But I wonder if it couldn't be that the king as the leader should be judged first because ultimately it is the king who is responsible for the conduct of his people and the state of affairs in his kingdom. But if we consider, for instance, the practice to pray for the sick daily, that would be in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who holds that we are judged every day. Or you could say that this is indeed in accordance with all of the opinions mentioned in our Mishnah, but that we follow Rabbi Yitzchak's view, who said, Crying out, meaning supplication, is beneficial both before and after the formal judgment is pronounced. So praying on behalf of a sick person is effective even though judgment has already been pronounced on Rosh Hashanah. Now, let's move to another teaching of Rabbi Yitzchak on 16 Bet. A person is judged according to his or her deeds up to the time of judgment. Meaning, if a sentence would be passed at a later point in time. And Rabbi Yitzchak continues, three dvarim, shalosh dvarim mazkerin avonutav shel adam, eluhen, kir natui, ve'iyun fila, umusa dina havero. Three things call to mind a person's transgressions. A shaky wall, analyzing one's prayer, and a demanding judgment of one's fellow. Let's look into this a little bit. What is meant by kir natui? A shaky wall. What is meant here is that by putting yourself into unnecessary risk, like walking into a condemned building, so to say, one tempts fate and might bring divine judgment on yourself. Iunt fila, speculating over the possible effect of prayer, or expecting prayer to have a desired outcome. Musa dina hadero means demanding that another person be judged by God for a wrong done to me. What do all these things have in common? The Tosafot de Buhamatril ve Iyun has an insight. The person relies on his or her merits. Meaning, in all these situations, I expect to be able to either come out unscathed, like in the case of the crumbling walls, or I expect my prayers to be answered, or God will punish another person for a wrong done to me, because I think I deserve it, because I am so immediately righteous. Rabbi Yitzchak continues and also lists four things that have the potential to cancel a sentence passed on me. Tzedakah, tzedakah, shinui Hashem, shinui ma'aseh. Charity, crying out, means application, change of name and change of conduct. Biyesh omrim, af shinui makom. And some say, also a change of place. If we think about this, it really holds a deep truth. Let's ignore for a while whether we think a person can really affect divine judgment, but to turn one's life around is never easy. 
It is an enormous challenge with many pitfalls on the way. Rabbi Yitzchak shows here a way to attempt a change. To give charity can be done in various ways. It's not about tossing a few coins, but to start to think about others. It can be a first step in a new life. Ta'aka, you might have heard that there is a ceremony of of, uh, of changing one's name, uh, Shinui Hashem. Now, Ta'aka is the supplication, the crying out, the really pouring out your heart. Shinui Hashem, the ceremony of changing one's name, is sometimes used with very, very sick people as a way to, so to say, trick the Malachamavet, but also sometimes when a person has gone through a life-changing event. It can be a way to turn a new page and mark a new beginning. But changing location is sometimes needed in order not to fall back into old patterns of behavior. Not for nothing, it is often required or recommended to persons on parole to keep away from old neighborhoods and old friends. Rabbi Yitzchak mentions here several approaches. Either some or all of them together are necessary to embark on a new chapter in life. If you think that this sounds familiar, you are correct. It is very close to the Unitani Tokev in the Rosh Hashanah liturgy, probably the most famous part of the liturgy that almost everybody knows and recognizes. Uchuva, utfila, utstaka, ma'avirin, etra And the Unitani Tokev is indeed based on our Gemara, as well as the idea of God sitting on Rosh Hashanah with an open book. Our Gemara says that in the name of Rabbi Kruspetai, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, three books are open on Rosh Hashanah. One for the completely wicked, one for the completely righteous, and one for those in between. And the doom of those in between is suspended until Yom Kippur. So to say, to review their case in the days between Rosh Hashanah, to be written into the Book of Life or into the Book of Death on Yom Kippur. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.